Thank you for tuning in today. It's one thing to say we are saved. It's yet another to be saved. God knows the difference. We can know the difference too. God is holy and as his children we must also be holy. What are his specific requirements for living holy? We must search the scriptures daily so that we can comprehend what it means to live holy. Learn how to live holy and understand why we must live holy. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander teaches us on living holy because God is holy. Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. God established authority and he requires husbands and wives to submit to their God-given roles in marriage. God has established these roles. Submission, say submission. Submission. Say it again, submission. Submission Submission is the key to a healthy, well-balanced home. Only when the wives submit to the Lord will they be able to submit to their husband. If you can't submit to God, it's man, might as well give up. It's not going to work. She got to first submit to the Lord before she can submit to you. In the same way, husband has to submit to the Lord before they can submit to the wives. Submission is a continual attitude. Submission is a continual attitude which becomes a pattern of behavior. Biblical submission is designed to be between two spirit-filled believers, not fleshly believers, but two spirit-filled believers who are mutually yielded to God and each other. God requires mutual submission in marriage. Husbands and wives must submit to God. First Peter chapter five, verse five B says, yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submission is to humbly and obediently yield and surrender one's own will to the authority of another without the right, I mean, with the right attitude and with, without complaining. I say it again. Submission is to humbly and obediently yield and surrender one's own will to the authority of another with the right attitude and without complaining. What makes for a healthy, sound, well-balanced marriage, huh? Look at that. What makes for a healthy, sound, well-balanced and spirit-filled life and marriage is possessing a spirit of submission. Say submission. Submission. Say submission again. Say it again. Without it, there will be selfishness. Without submission, there will be stress. Without submission, there will be tension. Without submission, there will be strife, anger, separation, and divorce. The wife, listen to this, especially you men. The wife is under no obligation to disobey the word of God in the name of submission. Okay, I say it again. The wife is under no obligation to disobey the word of God in the name of submission. A wife should submit to her husband, not because a woman is inferior, but because that is how God designed the marital relationship to function. You are not inferior. You are valuable. God will bless the wife who honors the headship of her husband. Won't you say amen? Amen. God will bless the wife who honors the headship of her husband. Number six, God created marriage to raise up godly offspring. 
God created marriage to raise up godly offspring. It is God's will that children are born in a Christian marriage to affect the world for righteousness. That's right. To affect the world for righteousness. Where is that? Malachi 2.15 says, but did he not make them one having a remnant of the spirit? And why one? Underline this. He seeks godly offspring. Therefore, take heed to your spirit and let none deal treacherously with the wife of his youth. God wants to see your children born in a in the context of a Christian marriage. And he wants you to hand your faith down to your children so that when you pass on to be with the Lord, your children can carry on a spiritual legacy in this wicked world to the glory of God. Number seven, uh, children must submit to their parents. Children. Children say amen. Uh, uh, their children have to say amen. Children should submit to their parents. If Ephesians 6, 1 through 3 says, children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Children, ch- children say what you want. That's kind of weak. Children say what you want. Okay, y'all light now, you light. You soft, you're being soft on me. Children, be mindful that God chastens a spirit of rebellion, but blesses a spirit of obedience. Therefore, obey your parents that it may go well with you, young folk. Children, you must obey your parents immediately with the right attitude and the right spirit. You have free room and board. You have unlimited access to the fridge. You have unlimited access to the pantry. They put clothes on your back that you did not buy. And they've given you all, they've given you all the amenities of the house. Therefore, straighten up, straighten your face up, smile, say thank you, and be grateful. There are millions of children around the world who would love to be where you are today. Parents, you ought to be amen in that. Then uh, let's go on. Uh, number eight, parents are required by God to teach their children to embrace the gender of their birth. Okay. All right. Well, it's getting deeper now. <laughs> parents are required by God to teach their children to embrace the gender of their birth. Genesis 1:27 says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Fathers, you are responsible for teaching your sons to be boys. You don't teach, you don't give your boy a baby doll. Okay? You teach him how to be a, a man. A, a woman cannot teach a man how to be a, a boy, how to be a man. Mothers, you are responsible for teaching your daughters how to be young ladies, how to be girls, and how to be women. Men can't teach girls that. That's why it's in, the, in the marital relationship, it's one man and one woman, so you can teach them to embrace huh, the, the gender that they were born with. Now, we all not have to be saying that this day and time. But y'all, they changing these bathroom laws. And some of y'all on for the ride and you don't even care to somebody go in there and molest your child or even molest you. Single parents, ask God to reveal to you a safe 
Christian mentor of a of the appropriate gender who can guide your children in their gender development. Parents refuse to allow gender confusion to intrude into your home. No, we're not bringing that mess in here. No, 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 no. Don't you be switching in here. Straighten up your walk. Don't y'all say, go climb a tree. (laughs) Get a slingshot, get a BB gun. Don't be switching in here. Girl, you're not a boy. You're a girl. Embrace your girliness. Uh, that's right. Be a girl. You're going to blossom one day into a woman. That's right. The, don't Let the television and these movies and the media and these political figures warp your children and you just let them choose. God's going to hold you responsible. I mean, it, the schools are wide open to everything. The professors, they all, many of them, not all, but many have switched, and they're not teaching it the way we're teaching it in here. So if you don't teach these values at home, listen, they won't have a leg to stand on. Why don't y'all say amen? Number nine, God requires that you do everything in your ability to protect your children's innocence. God requires that you do everything in your ability to protect your children's innocence. Uh, Psalms 119.39a says, turn away, turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things. This means you must guard what they see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Satan even promotes uh, evil through cartoons. Oh, well, that's a cartoon. Listen, some of the most evil stuff is propagated through cartoons. You got a screen cartoon. These, these cartoons are demonic as they can be. No, uh-huh. It's no, Mickey Mouse is gone. You got to screen the movies, the cell phones, uh, the tablets. Parental boundaries must be established to protect your children's innocence. Don't give them this technology without guidelines, without some directions, and without some boundaries. To live holy, we must be filled with the indwelling Holy Spirit. To live holy, we must love the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. To live holy, we must deny ourselves and follow Christ no matter what the cost. If we say we are living holy, any and all sin we commit will be convicting and we will be compelled to sincerely confess and repent of our sins and seek forgiveness and cleansing from Almighty God. As Christians, we are called to holiness. Ask yourself this question, where do I stand? Uh, Number 10, you are required as parents to keep the lines of communication open with your children. Keep the communication, the lines of communication open with your children. You must listen to them from the heart. Ask questions that will stimulate conversations about anything in their lives, especially around the dinner table. Now, here's a rule I'm going to give y'all that you need to implement immediately. A rule in your home should be no technology during mealtime and no technology when you're eating out at a restaurant. I've gone to a restaurant, the daddy, everybody's in that technology, they're eating, and everybody, I say, look, look, I told my wife, look at that, look at that. They all, nobody's talking to anybody. Everybody's in their own zone. Put it down. We going to talk. If you can't put it down, I'm going to collect it for one week. 
I submit to you today, parents, be a spiritual voice in your family. Everyone else is speaking in your children's lives, and so must you. Deuteronomy 6, 5 and 7 says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. I mean, every opportunity you're talking about the Lord to your children. Give your children a solid spiritual foundation upon which to build. This includes family devotion. This includes praying for them. Daddies, when is the last time your child stumbled in the room and saw you on your knees praying? Mamas, when is the last time your, your children came at, at, uh, in the living room, the family room, and walked in there and said, Mama, what you doing? And you said, Baby, I'm praying to God. You need to teach your children scripture memory. Uh, you need to bring them to church and not send them to church. You need to bring them to Sunday school, bring them to youth ministry. Parents, listen to this closely. You need to write this word down. The height of spiritual negligence is to give your children so many material things and not give them Jesus. Did you hear that? You give them football, basketball, cheerleading, piano. You give them everything under the sun. Nothing wrong with it. Now, don't get, don't get me wrong. My, my kids win that stuff. There's nothing wrong with having a whole, a well-balanced child. You give them all the clothes, all the gadgets, all this, and they little whirly hootlums. <laughs> the height of spiritual negligence is to give your children so many material things and not give them Jesus. Number 11. Seek to cultivate a peaceful home. Seek to cultivate a what kind of home? Look at Romans 8, 6. Romans 8, 6. It says, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. When you have the mind of Christ, you will see problems in your life. You see, you'll see problems in your life and family from a spiritual perspective. When you have the mind of Christ and you will use biblical principles to resolve issues and you will be a peacemaker as you as you connect everything to Holy Scripture. Homes are filled with tension, strife, violence, abuse, turmoil, fussing, cussing and fighting. There is enough of that in this world system in which we live. And the last place we should have this kind of hell is in our own homes. And that's why you have many families have emotionally disturbed children because the homes are emotionally disturbed. And then then the school system is labeling the kids when they ought to be labeling the parents. Number 12, build a treasure chest of great memories with your family. You hear what I just said? Build a treasure chest of what kind of memories? Great memories. Take family trips. If you don't have the money, to take a vacation out of town, then do a staycation. Say staycation. Your children really don't care. All they want is the gift of your presence. Uh, take them to the zoo, uh, strolling down the river walk, Fiesta, Texas, Slitterbomb, all these places. Have fun, relax, enjoy one another, and laugh again. Proverbs 17.22 says, A merry heart does good like medicine. But a broken spirit dries the bone. No time my wife and I were so broke. Every tree we planted in, in the yard had to bear fruit. We had fruit trees, all kind of stuff. 
we, we were too poor, not poor, but poor, you know. We couldn't go anywhere. So we, we went downtown, checked in the hotel. I said, y'all, here's the river walk. We're on the boat, the river boat. They said, where y'all from? We from San Antonio. <laughs> we from San Antonio. We take them to the Max Wax Museum. We take them to uh, uh, Fiesta, Texas, and SeaWorld. And then we take them up to San Marcos. Look, a glass bottom boat. And then one, one year we took them to Austin. I said, we went, we, look, we're in Big A. Not the Big Apple. <laughs> Big Austin. And you know what? They had? We had a great time. And finally we had enough money to go to Carpus. <laughs> and then start making a little more money. Then finally we, we started going to Florida and Colorado and some other. But it didn't start there. It started right in San Antonio. And they don't care. They just want you and fun. And don't be grumpy. And an old, old, savvy, sobby Christian. And you make issue out of everything. You steal the joy out of, out of the staycation and the vacation. Last but not the least. Because life is so short, refuse to take your marriage and family for granted. Young folk are dying. Husbands and wives are dying. Children are dying. Love, value, and make your family priority, not tomorrow, but today. Even more importantly, death doesn't give you a notice. You don't want to have regrets when a family member dies. James 4.14 says, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. If you are too busy for your family, you are too busy. And once those years are gone, you cannot retrieve them. Apart from Jesus Christ, the the most precious gift you can give your wife and children is the gift of time. Give them all of you today. I love this song called Cats in the Cradle by Henry Chapin. Listen, it just sums up the message. My child arrived just the other day. He came in the world in the usual way. But there were planes to catch and bills to pay. He learned to walk while I was away. And he was talking for I knew it. And as he grew up, he say, I want to be like you, Dad. You know, I'm going to be like you. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when, son, but we'll get together then, you know. We'll have a good time then. My son turned 10 just the other day. He said, thanks for the ball, Dad. Come on, let's play. Can't you teach me to throw? I said, not today. I got a lot to do. He said, that's okay. He walked away, but his smile never dimmed. And he said, I'm going to be like you, yeah. You know, I'm going to be just like you. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you coming home, daddy? I don't know when, but we'll get together then. You know, we'll have a good time then. 
Well, he came from college just the other day. So much like a man, I just had to say, son, I'm proud of you. Can you sit for a while? Son shook his head and he said with a smile, what I really like, dad, is to borrow your car keys. See you later. Can I have them, please? And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon, little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you coming home, son, I don't know when, daddy, but we'll get together then, dad. You know, we'll have a good time then, daddy. I've long since retired and my son's moved away. I called him up just the other day. I said, I'd like to see you if you don't mind, son. He said, I'd love to, Dad, if I could find the time. You see, my new job's a hassle, and the kids got the flu. But it's sure been nice talking to you, Dad. It's been nice talking to you. As I hung up the phone, it occurred to me he had grown up to be just like me, my boy was just like me. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon, little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you're coming home, son, daddy, I don't know when, but we'll get together then, dad. We're going to have a good time then. Dads, 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 go home. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his family? And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I did my best. Thank you. Lord, help the people to be still at this solemn moment. As someone has just got convicted, someone just been arrested by the spirit of almighty God. And it is my prayer that mothers and fathers and children and grandparents and cousins and nieces and nephews and godparents and all and friends would say, wow, this is just what I needed. I pray in the name of Jesus that Satan not keep them glued to their seat, but they rise up in victory because their being here today, Lord, is no accident. I pray that they get all that you have prepared for them and that they're not making an excuse, presuming on tomorrow, It could be dead by tonight. We don't know when we're going to lose a family member. I pray in the name of Jesus that we don't have to have disaster or crisis to come to you. We come to you because we need salvation. We need help. We need hope. We need security. We need divine guidance. I pray, Father, it doesn't have to be a car wreck, a shooting, a heart attack, a cancer, or any of those things. But we can just humble ourselves in humble submission and contrition and say, here I am, Lord, send me. 
We ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. And all God's children said, you heard the word of God. You understood the word of God. And God knew before the foundation of the world that you would be here today. And God is expecting more of you than you have given. Enough of yourself, enough of your ways, enough of having it your way, enough of being out of the church, enough of not having membership in a church, enough of being so carried away with worldly pleasures that God has has been lost somewhere in your life. God is saying, come home, my child. Come home. As we choose to live holy each day of our lives, Satan will seek to destroy us and our testimony. That's his goal. We have a goal too, to lean on the everlasting arms of Jesus and finish well. As we live for our Lord and Savior, though we are weak, we become strong. Why? Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located directly at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109 directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.